Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect Season 17, I think. Today, we're discussing why Altered Beast is a terrible game and probably hit Evil West at some point, because that's nominally what this is about. So, Craig. Hi. No, 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 you don't say hi yet. Oh. So, uh, let's try this again. So, Craig. Yes? Play that music. Uh, to start us off, Craig is going to read the stats, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Altered Beast, because we were arguing about it before we started recording. But, I mean, we don't really need to talk about Altered Beast. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, Eva West, developed by Flying Wild Hog. Uh, I only know them from those Shadow Warrior games, nothing else, but they've, played, they've made a few games. Published by Focus Entertainment. And it was out on Windows, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox, all that blob to bloop in uh, November last year. So it's actually, as of recording, it's nearly exactly a year old. Oh! Well, um, luckily we were paid by the devs to do a one year anniversary retrospective. Yeah. Of Evil West. Mm. It's not gonna end well. It's not. <laughs> Uh, okay, so... Oh, they did Trek to Yomi as well. I've just had a wee look. I have seen the cover art of that game in the store. Yeah, the cover art time. looks much better than the game. Like, Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, to fill uh, you in, dear listener, um, we were talking about trophies and achievements, and Craig mentioned, oh, all I need for a platinum in Altered Beast is to play with somebody. And I just made a flippant comment of, like, good luck with that, because it's a terrible game. And then Craig said, no, it's a great game. So, Craig, uh -huh. um, as you stand here before the peoples of the world, how do you justify that position? Well, I think the, the, the bottom line is... It's probably not a good game. <laughs> For me, it's a very good game because I had it on the master. I had it on the master system, and then I had like an upraised version on the Mega Drive. And it always just it all, when I was a kid, I was just obsessed with turning into the werewolf guy and zipping from side to side with fireball powers and stuff like that. And then it was, I, I think it was one of the first games, like side-scrolling platforming games, that I played that I could actually like progress in. Like I could never progress in Golden Axe. Another good. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was never very good at Golden Axe, but this, I actually managed to beat it, or um, not not get the gold trophy, but beat it, beat the game itself. I I just like it. It's just, it's just nostalgia. And nostalgia is see, not the enemy. Uh, now see, this is why cross-examination is so important in any kind of legal setting. Um, you said on the Master System? Yeah. So you were playing the Master System version of this? Yeah. Craig, I'm I'm sorry. I I am <laughs> from the bottom of my heart sorry that you had to play it on the Master System. Like, does not the A there's nothing wrong with the Master System and B, it's it wasn't that okay, it was pretty garbage compared to the Mega Drive as well. You're undoing all of my hard work here just saying that I, I liked playing Altered Beast, okay? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought we were talking like the arcade version, like you know, 
normal people. But no, you're little Craig sitting there with his backwards hat and his skateboard playing it on the master system. Well, I've just found a review of it and it's got a 3 out of 10. But what I find unfair is it's a Mega Drive review on Nintendo Life. And I think that's unfair of them to judge oh, yeah, that yeah, game. That, 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 that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's like that's like the Catholics reviewing the Protestants. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Uh, now that that court has been settled, uh, sentencing will probably come at the end of this that's podcast. Fair. They're deliberating now. Okay, so Evil West was uh, something that I saw the trailer for, and I was like, yo, that's Dark Watch. Mm-hmm. I like Dark Watch. I, I will play this Evil West. Um, and then I, I didn't follow its development or anything, mainly because it's, it's a focus game, so it doesn't really get the spotlight. And it was just kind of, okay, when it comes out, I'll give it a shot. And we were looking to play something roughly Soulsy together. Yeah. And uh, my good friend Craig, uh, defender Hi. of Alter Beast, <laughs> thought, hey, Scars Above. <laughs> no! Great co-op game. So I'm like, hey, that does look good. I will pick it up and we'll play it together. So we booted it up, realized there's not a co-op mode. And then I was like, oh, I guess we can play Evil West together. So Craig picked up Evil West. And this is the record of two guys playing through it over the course of what? Two days? Yeah, a couple of days. And uh, playing through the whole thing co-op. Now, so I, I don't know exactly what the single player is completely all the way through. I did play a little bit of it myself, and it seems it's basically just enemies are a little bit spongier, and there's more of them mm-hmm. when you're playing multiplayer. So if we are completely wrong, let us know. No, I think that's legitimately right. As soon as you get into co-op, there's more enemies and the sponge well they could get spongy towards the end of the single player as well but we definitely experienced a spongy spongebob squarepants boss issue oh yeah um so craig why don't you explain to the nice people what the gameplay is of evil west yeah mechanically the gameplay is a third person shooter based in the wild west in which you have your usual arsenal of guns fists and other things to punch zombies. No, vampires. Vampires. Jesus. Yep. 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 I, mean, I mean, it could have been zombies. It could have been zombies. It could have been vampires. It doesn't really matter that much. By the end, I kind of think some of them were more zombie-ish than vampire-y. I, I, I think there were some thralls that borderline zombie. Yeah. yeah, I can go with that. Um. Yeah, and, and you're on a linear track of get to area... Uh, very doom get to area you are running through and then you get to arena where lots of enemies attack and you kill all the enemies and then for some strange reason you can now fit under a box that was there so you go under the box and you walk some more and then you get to another arena in which you either have to fight more enemies or push train carts about to climb on top of and then fight more enemies and that is the entirety of the game. And I that makes it sound like I'm sounding flippant and writing it off. But it was actually quite fun for a lot of it. Especially in co-op, the way we played it. It's a simple, simple, simple kind of old school game. What, Dave, you saw someone quote something. What was it? I can't remember what the exact thing oh, was. Uh, yeah, yeah, when I was Googling it, the, the quote was, this is the best Xbox 360 game yeah. I've played on my yeah. PS5. Exactly. Um, it definitely and that is dead on. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but it's not a bad thing, certainly, for the most part. But yeah, that that's it. You've got some levelling up trees to do. You've got some superpowers. Uh, you've got big punchy gloves. And you just have to go to town on bad guys. Alright, so, like, the interesting things that I think this brings to... think. Well, I guess things I haven't seen before is... Um, so... You always have your guns available, and you always have your fists available, and you're you're pretty much free to just tackle enemies the way you want. If you mm-hmm. want to stay at long range, if you want to get up close, um, burp incoming. Give me a second. Okay, there we go. Um, what this does that's interesting is whenever anybody has a bead on you, uh, it makes a very oh, yeah. distinct ding noise. And if you can pull your gun fast enough, it will auto-aim to that person's, like, hand that's shooting the gun, and you can shoot their hand, and that will stop the attack. Generally doing extra damage and also stunning them for a little bit. It is the most Western thing ever. Oh, it is a wonderful mechanic that Mm. was fun the entire game. Um, The other other mechanic that I don't think works very well is... So, um, your kick is kind of just stuck on R3. And when you're playing a third-person shooter, you're using R3 a lot for other things than pushing the button. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody flashes for like a... Think in like a Sekiro, like an unblockable attack. You know, they're flashing, they pause for a moment in midair. Um, you have to kick them, and that will stuff their attack. And, you know, you can continue on with your combo or whatever. The problem is that is a very awkward thing to have to push all the time. And so you just end up kind of ignoring that unless yeah. you have to. I, I certainly ignored that. I went down the dodging route for most things. Uh, I can't remember kicking many things other than kicking people into spikes and barrels. There wasn't a lot of kicking being done. Which is, it's not like, like a game that kicks well is Bulletstorm. And it's nowhere near, it's like an earlier version of Bulletstorm where they just thought, oh, kicking could be a cool thing. And then Bulletstorm went, no, kicking can be an amazing thing. Um, Kicking can be the game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, like, it does feel like a, it felt feels almost like a bolt-on afterthought of, well, we could have an uninterruptible attack where you just kick what buttons have we got left that we haven't used on the controller. Yeah, like like I say, it would have went much better if they had that to a trigger. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I I think we should mention is how the dodging feels because going into it, it kind of looked like this would be a Souls like. Yeah. Uh, as in very deliberate combat, it is not that at all. It's it's not. It, it, every fight's kind of like a scrum, right? Like everybody's just running at everybody, and there's punching. And kicking and everything. Um, and the dodging, until you upgraded a little bit, I didn't get the feeling of, like, uh, iframe usage. Yeah. This very much feels like a dodge that is, okay, I'm meant to get out of the way, not, you know, slide through an attack like a Monster Hunter or a Souls. Yeah, you're definitely, you're not rolling into any attacks here. You're rolling to the side or away from something. And that took a lot of unlearning for me to get through because my entire modus operandi of any game is to roll into attacks and just yeah. hit. Because that's, that's how real life works. Yeah, exactly. That's how you like if a car's coming at you, you roll into it. 
Doesn't touch. I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking. I, I don't want to say anything that might be medically questionable on okay. this podcast, but I'm. I think. I think you're correct. Now, yeah. with the proviso of, it may be better to technically shoulder charge it. Oh yeah. Than yeah. to roll, but you know we're not doctors. No. So, all right. So that kind of hmm, the best way to put this is in terms of game feel for for, for us anyway is. You know how Vampire felt like a B-tier Bloodborne? Yeah. This felt like somebody played Mad World, liked the stage interactions, and just yanked that wholesale. Yeah. But that kind of combat. With a talent tree. Now, I have a little bit of problems with the skill tree, but um, Craig, your thoughts on yeah. like the skill tree and leveling up. Okay. Oh, and how, like how XP works. Yeah, so you're fighting along and you're basically building up your XP, which you can then use to spend on various points and upgrade. There's two separate things, so I'll do the weapons first. The first thing you can upgrade are weapons, and each weapon has three powers that unlock progressively through the game. So at level Eight, you can unlock a specific power for your shotgun at level nine. Something else will unlock. So it's not so much you can't go all in on a weapon early. It it kind of drip feeds you upgrades, which is kind of frustrating. At one point, I had lots of points because I wanted to upgrade a specific weapon, and you couldn't until you hit level eleven or whatever. Uh, that's the weapon tree, and the weapons tree is very much your three things you can upgrade. It could be get a headshot, and you don't use a bullet for your rifle, and something you know like uh, quick an extra bullet in your revolver, so that when you're quick shooting, pew, 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 you get an extra bullet. And the last level of an upgrade is always like an electronic element, so it'll upgrade your rifle from a bulleted rifle to a railgun or a Tesla rifle or whatever the hell they call it. And it's the same across the board. Every weapon will upgrade to something glowing, um, including your gauntlet. And what that means is by the end of the game, if you do that, you look like you're some, in some sort of sci-fi glowing madness type thing. It's, or you just got into a really bad fight with some Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, it can, um, yeah, it's, I've just remembered, I can't remember where this, and this is off topic, but we were drawn parallels, parallels to Vanquish at some point, weren't we? And I can't yeah. quite remember. I can, I can remember the feeling of that conversation, but I can't remember what it was about. Anyway, other than that, you've got uh, another skill tree that you can upgrade again based on the level you're on. This time, instead of XP points, you're getting every time you level up, you get a skill token, which allows you to upgrade or unlock a new skill. And these can be passive skills, like um, when you punch someone up in the air as you do quite a lot, you're juggling people and you punch them away from you, if they're a standard enemy, they will explode. And that's really handy because then that action that you've been doing all the time now has an explosive element to it. And it can also be things like something that you have to use on purpose. It's an extra attack or an extra special combo type maneuver. Um, I, I always go for the passive stuff. I, I don't know. Extra health was one, which I definitely needed at some point. I needed extra health, and I needed a second life, because I kept on dying. Oh, yeah. PSA on the second life. If you are playing Evil West in multiplayer, yeah. don't waste a skill point <laughs> on the extra life, because um, 
you have somebody there that can resurrect you yeah. when you're playing multiplayer. So that that skill point is just kind of nulled out. It, it was doesn't wasted. matter. Yeah, but that that's your now, two skill trees. I don't know. That's kind of I've just graced over the top of them. But what do you, what do you think? I don't like either of them. By the way, just to point out, I I don't I don't like the gated thing because like I we just by ourselves gravitated towards different play styles. Yeah, like I tended to be more close. You tended to be more guns. And, but even then, if you're like, "Ooh, I really like the rifle," you're just kind of stuck. And I don't I don't like that. That's very much. true. Yeah. Um. Another thing is how the XP is doled out, right? Like, we were talking about this, and it, it doesn't really matter, but it feels bad. Yeah. Since this is a linear game, you will not be finding extra XP in places for, like, finding collectibles no. or doing side quests or anything like that. It's very much gated where you're going to level mm-hmm. up. Because the developers, of course, knew, oh, by this point, he'll have 12,000 XP, he'll be level blip. And that works really well for um, ramping up difficulty because the developers will always know exactly how powerful you can be. Yeah. Now, you could bork yourself a little bit by getting, you know, um, like extra inventory space or things like that where it doesn't actually add to your power curve, but it's a nice upgrade. So I have a problem with that because why give XP? Why not just have the, oh, you defeated this mini boss have a level or a skill yeah, point. That's exactly what it feels like. Because, and even the way it works, because there's some optional areas, like not a lot, a great deal. There's a couple of optional areas where there might be a couple of extra enemies to kill. You can be leveling up in the middle of a a mission before you hit the main boss. And then it feels like we both level up at the exact same time just before you hit a boss or just after you hit a boss. or It just felt all disjointed and a bit useless because, as you say, they could just have, at the end of every level, you've got a skill point and you've got a weapon upgrade. They'd be as well doing that in a very structured way. Yeah, I, I think that would make boss... Fun because the the feeling of leveling up and then 12 seconds later you hit a boss, you defeat the boss... And all you don't get anything for it mm-hmm. because you're you're certainly not getting loot. You're not getting um, anything other than okay, we can progress the story. That doesn't feel as good as oh hey, beat the boss now I can put a skill point in. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, that being said, um, Craig, remind me to talk about the bosses later because yes. good things about the bosses. Um, the other mechanic that you generally will have to grapple with, and this I do like because there is risk-reward in this, is you will have underneath your gauge uh, a battery gauge. And mm. basically this allows you to do special moves with your gauntlets, or if you invest a skill point, you can use those batteries to heal yourself. But things like uh, finishers and special moves that are actually really useful you cannot access if you don't have a certain amount of batteries yeah so it's kind of like um in arkham the way that you can only do certain moves when you hit a certain combo threshold you know like at 10 hits you can do a finisher oh yeah 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 sorry i didn't realize you were talking i thought it was like a rhetorical question now Oh, no. no it, it, it's kind of like that in terms of how it practically plays. Because, like, uh, Craig was always bottoming out on his battery mm-hmm. gauge because he liked to use it for, what, like, dodges and heals yeah, and yeah. Just everything. things like that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a very mobile Whereas, person. He is. Um, his 5G reception is pretty good. <laughs> and I tended to be the, all right, save it up and blow it on the, you know, the, the standard uh, Rage of the Spartans. Um, what what was it from Alice Manners' Hysteria? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like you click in both thumbsticks, you become invincible for like 20 seconds and you go to town. Um, that's something you can only use if you save up your batteries. Uh, you regain batteries by punching people, uh, hitting those uh, skill shots, let's call them, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, yeah, that is an interesting mechanic that it's not exactly new, but it did make you think every time you were fighting. What is not an interesting mechanic, my friend, is... Exactly how repetitive yeah. the combat becomes. Yeah, there's not there's not so, a wide variety of enemies. Or there enough. is a very cool variety. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's to be fair. Yes, but like if if you were looking at a rogues gallery of these enemy designs, they're pretty cool. The problem is they have like nine of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a serious Sam kind of situation where you're like, oh, hey, it's the guys with the bombs. You know, it, it's like, oh, it's these guys again. And each one kind of has a prescriptive way that you're going to be attacking it. So then it just becomes kind of a, a rote checklist of, all right, punch, punch, kick, punch, mm-hmm. punch, kick, oop, punch, punch, dodge. It, it's not st- – God, I hate to use this word, but it's not stimulating combat, right? You're not having to think on your feet very often. No. No, you're not at all. And we devolved, and like, anytime there was more than one enemy type, we ended up having our own favourites we would go after. Like, I would go for the big spaghetti meatball crawling up the wall and focus on that. While you were dealing with a big tanky boy with a shield, and then we, we kind of had, we just naturally had this methodology to get through it and it just became all right i'll get the meatball guy you get that guy and blah 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 blah, and we'll get through it which that could be kind of fun right in in a certain game having the oh i'm good at handling the really physical guys you're Mm -hmm. good at handling the range guys all right split up we'll meet back here by the big clock at 12 yeah like that that could be fun but the problem is there wasn't enough variety to make that an interesting equation to work on. I would say there, there are some enemies that are always going to be fun to fight. Like uh, the, the guys that have the spiders on their backs and they use oh, the yeah, spiders yeah. like mortars. They're always fun because if you don't pay attention to them, they can really screw up your entire fight. Yeah. Just because you get stuck in this web and yada, yada, yada. But um, I would say if the game was shorter... I don't think the enemy problem would have been that bad. Kind of like, um, really old poll here, but in the order, 1886. Oh, yeah, yeah. You kind of never got tired of fighting werewolves because you didn't fight werewolves that often. Yeah. And in this, they they don't have that kind of reserved quality of like, okay, no, we only bring this guy out on special occasions. Now, these special occasions in this game are the bosses. Yes. And they are your proper health bar. There's mm-hmm. a name. Bosses. Um, I would say, unequivocally, they're all a win. I would say all of them but one 
are a win. Oh, which one? The very end, the the lassie, the very, 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 very end boss. I kind of like that. I, I really, I, I kind <laughs> that was the only one that felt like a. All right, here is a skill wall. Um, now, granted, due to certain glitches and things like that, it didn't fire off exactly the way I think it should have. Oh yeah, yeah. But was that the one where I was invincible? <laughs> I uh, no, that was not the, <laughs> was that no, the one no, before. That was the guy that was. Oh, that Rick, was the one before. That was um, your dad. Oh, that's a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, I don't know if too many people care about this story. Okay. You watch, but let us, let us, let us do that now. Um, we will, of course, spoil the story not in any comprehensive way at all. But we will let you know the ending to Alan Wake Three. So, <laughs> <laughs> what happens at the end of Alan Wake Three? Stuff happens. I'm impressed you can Involving see into the future. Alan, thank you. I, I've been trying really hard. These tea leaves and bones, not easy to read. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, like, like uh, the bosses. Let's talk about the bosses, then we'll talk yeah. about like tech problems. Sounds good. Um, okay, so most of the bosses, except for one for Craig, mm-hmm. are. V- they are interesting twists on how you will tackle them. Yeah. Um, the first one is kind of a soul's boss, right? It's kind of like the, ah, you block, you roll, you stab, whatever. Yeah. And then they start to throw some really cool mechanics in. Like um, there's one that, let's just say, has an affinity for maggots. Mm-hmm. Right? And that feels like a really cool boss where you're having to juggle where you're hitting what you're hitting, oh crap, somebody spawned, you know, those kind of things. Um, the next one, um, not not like in line, but um, the next one has uh, certain health breakpoints, and then it goes into like this invincible stage, but starts doing a, uh, a whirlwind of attacks, mm-hmm. and you have to weave in and out to avoid these attacks, but every time you get hit with the attack, the boss heals a little yeah. bit. That and that was fun when you're as, second as, as awful as me and Craig. Because <laughs> we're like, wait, didn't we have this boss down to like half? <laughs> um, there, there were other cool mechanics that it's just like, oh, we haven't messed with this mechanic yet. That is cool. Um, we did have a tech problem where Craig was invincible. Uh-huh. And I just kept trying to get revived. But we made it through because Craig was invincible. Yeah, so, was, hey. I, if you ever need a tip... For a tricky boss, being invincible is just exactly what you need to do. And you know, you'd think, oh, hey, that's a great tip for Evil West. But I'm going to stand here and say that's a good tip for any game. Yeah, including real life. If if your boss is giving you shit, just be invincible <laughs> and you'll be fine. Um. So, yeah, let's talk about the tech mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Okay, so Evil West is very much a double-A game. It, mm-hmm. it has that veneer to it. Yeah. Where you could tell the people behind it put a lot of work into it, but maybe it didn't have long enough to cook. And so you have mm-hmm. weird things that happen, like guns that will stick to a piece of the environment and then follow oh you for the rest of the stage like a giant tether. Oh my god. That was particularly good. Seeing you just tethered to a random bit of a stage halfway across the map. Brilliant. Unforgettable. <laughs> I, as was, 
your rifle getting stuck to the elevator handle and just becoming yeah, as in <laughs> so so you'll just see things like like oh hey this handle for this elevator let me shrink it down oh oh my rifle has turned into the handle and i have now just moved um it, weird things like that right um most of them were visual and didn't have an impact which yeah. is fine right like that's the kind of stuff you can overlook What's a lot harder to overlook is, and I this is the one thing we'll have to put a caveat of, we don't know if this is multiplayer only, yeah. but after a certain part in the game, um, if you've played it, a snow stage. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like two-thirds three, of the way so through the game, you're, you're on yeah. the home straight. Um, we ran into, what, maybe three or four crashes yeah. per level? Yeah, it was, it was pretty dire. With some un... It, 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 unjustifiably mean checkpoints where we had to go back yeah much um, much far into the game than you would want and yeah we're not we're not talking like oh i lost connection mm-hmm. uh this is a crash to desktop yeah. kind of bugs um and the way that the multiplayer works is i can invite somebody into my game now i only get progress yeah right which, which is fine that's fine but what's not fine is you cannot invite anybody to your game while you are in your game. <laughs> so it's not something where I, oh, hey, Greg popped on. Yeah, let's play some Evil West. It's the, all right, let me make sure I've hit a checkpoint mm-hmm. and back out. And so if somebody drops out 25 feet from a checkpoint, you're like, oh, damn it. Then you get sent back to the previous checkpoint. It's not great. No. Um, actually, you know what? No, no need to be nice. It's not good at all. It, no. it, that's a bad system. Um, another we started having. Oh, Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was going to say just like another minor annoyance on the co-op front, and I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Little Brother Player Two level vibes, but it was close. Be- oh, you're going to bring up the stupid hat! Oh my gosh. Well, no, I wasn't going to bring up the hat, but now that I think about it, even <laughs> worse than what I was going to say is Dave would just. Ref- point blank refused to change his hat, and we had to wear the same hat for half the game. Like, I, it's not it's not so much Dave wearing the same hat as me. That didn't, bo- no, it did bother me a lot. But what bothered me was there is no player two character. There are a couple of cast that they could have had in running about with you. There's a you've got a total bro dude that's like, hey, we're gonna do this together, and then you're just the same person when you're in co op. That felt shit, but. What also that felt- bothered Craig more than you would think it would. He wore the same hat. Like, we had the same moustache, <laughs> the same hat, the same scarf, and everything. It's just, you're just the same person. It, and it led to things like, in cutscenes, you just disappear. I'm just disappearing, just watching, like, Dave's character. And it's not, it's not any way of saying, oh, I've got hard done by... But where it really presented itself is there's a couple of areas with minecarts, and they look really fun because you jump on a minecart oh, yeah, and shoot point. left and right, left and right. I just watched Dave do all of those sections, and then on the odd times where it crashed, I discovered that I was just standing at the start of the Minecraft track, like T posed up there while Dave's having all the fun going down a minecart, <laughs> and it. It almost made me think that on top of the fact that Dave only gets progress. My character, when I join the game, it says, you, Super Happy Cow, had this many skill points. Do you want to keep the same setup or do you want to refresh? It's it's not even porting in my own character. It's just this ethereal character. It feels like a bolt-on 
when it get when you when you start to analyze everything that makes the co-op up it feels very much like a oh, this would be cool if this was co-op as well right let's smoosh it together and then the crashes start oh, oh yeah i 100 percent agree and everything starts to kind of fall apart at that co-op point but I mean, I'm still not complaining because the cop was fun. It just would have been funner if Dave wore a separate hat. Um, I liked my hat, and I <laughs> I am not on trial here. You are on trial here. Um, yeah, like like that's a great way to put it. Bolted on is it is ha- like if you remember like those early PS3 PS late PS2 days where it's like, oh hey, let's put a multiplayer mode into Bioshock. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Why not? Like, like it feels like that would they weren't walking in with that kind of objective, and all of it was kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Now, Craig, you brought you said something that I think needs to be uh, yelled at a little Ooh. bit, and that was that the the co op was fun. Yes, I I think this is not Aliens Colonial Marines kind of bad. But this is not a fun co-op game, per se, I would say. Yeah. I feel more like we got through it together, not in a positive way. Like, you know. Yeah. We, we, like, like look, If I was by myself, I would have put it down. I wouldn't have finished it. You know. Oh, yeah. If we weren't doing it for the show and this yeah. was picked up, it was like, oh, yeah, that's a little bit of potential wasted. But, like, when you're playing together, Craig is Keanu Reeves and I'm Sandra Bullock. And, yeah, sure, we're, we're, we're going to hook up afterwards because mm-hmm. of trauma bonding. But, you know, it isn't going to last. Pretty soon he's going to be like, oh, I found another bus. And I'm going to be like, but no, what about the three shells? And it, it, it's just not going to work great. Um, so, yeah, I, even, even though I think this was an enjoyable time, I wouldn't recommend it as a co-op game. No. Um. Especially since uh, at the time, like um, Craig was playing Lords of the Fallen, yes. While you know during the off time, uh, I was playing Baldur's Gate like a nutter, mm-hmm. and like it didn't feel good to go. Oh hey, we sh- we should probably start playing Evil West now, and and to me that that's kind of an indicative thing of of how the game feels. I mean, I'm sadly it's not for you, listener, because you're not having to put down what you're playing to play Evil West. But, like, that's the best way I can put it. It never felt painful, but yeah. it was, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I guess we better do that. We better, and I think at points I was I was probably tired and just thought, oh, my God, let's just get this. At one point, I really remember being disappointed because I thought we were going to finish this tonight, and then it, the crashes started, and then it was like, oh. Yup. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, in terms of game design, what this game uses to break up its combat arenas are kind of Legend of Zelda-ish puzzles of, hmm, this needs some electricity. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that gives off electricity. Hmm, kind of puzzles, yeah. right? Like it's, uh, ooh, you know, you're electrified for 30 seconds, quick, run to the post kind of thing. Yeah. Um, nothing, I would say, even like a blip on the radar. Just kind of standard filler stuff. Yeah. It was, um, and then when you got to train cart pushing to vaguely platform puzzle your way through a train yard to punch electrical things and pull switches, I was just like, oh, flipping heck, just just kill me now. Because it's just, it, it's one of those ones again where you see the solution immediately, 
but it's so clunky and slow to get everything into place to do what you need to do to potentially get stuck on a brick and not hit the target in time and have to go back and do it again. Like, I just felt, it felt a bit fushed. Felt like a 360 game. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it did. <laughs> um. All right, so I, th- I think we pretty much talked enough about mechanics. So uh, first I want to talk about like the ambiance. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that is a... 100% success is the aesthetics and the ambiance. Yep. Like, it feels like a Western game with vampires in it. Mm-hmm. It is very cool. It even has some enjoyable NPCs like Chester. Yeah. My boy Chester. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of B-movie charm here. Like, um, like John Carpenter's vampires charm. Uh, it, it's not trying to be scary at all. And... It's inoffensive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that mean. It's just kind of there. And you're along for the ride, and your guy is a gruff, no-nonsense Jeremy Renner. Or, sorry, Rentier. Rentier. The um, Rentier Corporation. Institute, you fool. Oh, is it Institute? <sighs> God damn it, I yeah, thought it was a corporation. And, you know, there's there's the greedy politician and the sandy cheek sassy lady. Mm-hmm. Who really did sound like Sandy Cheeks? Yes. Um, you know, like like it it was exactly what you could look at it and go, I bet you these guys are in it. It's it's not surprising at all. The mm. voice acting was surprisingly good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them that for I'm, the most part. There are a few duds, but yeah, go ahead. I think uh, like voice even from your annoying politician uh, was Kerry Shale, and he's amazing. Uh, just as an angry, sweary politician type guy, he it, like it was very, very, very good, and a lot of the a lot of the voice acting was just on point. And like you say, the story itself is inoffensive. So yeah, I agree with your points one hundred percent on the kind of aesthetic of it and gen- the how it feels. It just is ruined by being a game. Yeah, like like I mean. I- it's not ruined by me. It's yes. ruined by being the game it ended up being. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you were excited to see new locales, and you mm-hmm. were excited to see. Oh, you were never excited to see where the story is going because, by golly, you knew where the story <laughs> was going. About it's kind of like you know when you boot up The Last of Us Two and you're like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. That... Um, no surprises. Not one. Not one. Well, there was, Chester was a surprise at how enjoyable he was. I, I, I still think he he delivered some of the best lines of the game, and like some of the writing for it's just fantastic. And I hate I hate to bash on it so much when a lot of it is kind of nice like that. Um, in terms of how it looks graphically, it's it's better than double A looking. Mm-hmm. But nothing will astound you. Definitely play it in perform- performance mode. Yes. Um, because things take a massive hit. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Things take a massive hit to the um, playability if you play it in like quality mode. Yeah. At least that, that was the way it felt. Um, this it, that, is definitely a... Sh- 
I was just going to say, it did de- definitely have an aesthetic when it came to character models. And it wasn't quite, it's not like Unreal Face or anything like that. But like, James Harrow's hands were gigantic. And there's no explanation they as to... They were gigantic. <laughs> no Noses were yeah. huge. No, it, it never looked like it was a weird parody of anything. Or it was supposed to be non-human-like. They were very much human character models that just had really exaggerated random body parts. Like, like, I mean, I mean, this is not an insult, but it kind of looks like a non-aesthetic Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Like, like, if you took off the cell shading of Borderlands, it would probably look close to the way it looks here. Yeah, that could work. Um, okay, so this is a bit of a shorter episode, but it's also a very nice. short game. It was what, like six hours? Yeah, something, something like that. It wasn't wasn't long at all, sadly. So um, I'm gonna make uh, a slight difference oh. in in the way I recommend it. I'm gonna recommend if you're interested in this and you want to enjoy the ass the aesthetics and you want to enjoy um, the, the ass. voice acting, you want to enjoy the ass. <laughs> um, first, get some tap ass. Um, if you see it cheap, pick it up, play through it on story mode. Who cares? Just have fun with it. Because I think a lot of the problems I had with it mechanically, like the spongy enemies mm-hmm. and the dodge window not being great and things like that, would probably be alleviated with. We played through it on normal, by the way. We didn't play yeah. through it on um, hard or above. Uh, in terms of trophies, if you are interested in like um, the trophy act, and this is something that I think since me and Craig are lazy trophy hunters. Uh huh. Like, if it's sitting there, yeah, I'll get it. But I'm, I'm not going to go through, like, a Mayan temple's worth of traps to get to it. Um, Craig, let's like make, yeah, let's make you our trophy guy. So, uh, Craig's analysis of the trophies in Evil West. Yeah, so you've got your usual ones. Find everything, upgrade everything, find all this, find all the cash. So each mission has a set amount of cash that you can pick up and your cash is what you're using to pay for your upgrades and all that kind of stuff. Cash is your weapon upgrades, skill tokens are is, is what you get with your you XP. cash is your currency? Cash is your currency. All of that kind of stuff. Um, and you get your usual, again, your usual things like hit 15 headshots, perform 10 finishers, slam 50 people into barriers, blah, 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 blah. All fun things that you're going to do on a, on a, on a, a playthrough. Some of the trophies in this game are a wee bit shit. Mainly, upgrade all weapons because there is not enough cash, which there is a set amount of cash, there's not enough in one playthrough to upgrade all the weapons. So you immediately need to hit New Game Plus and play through the whole game again just to upgrade the weapons. And that, to me, is, what's the word, egregious? It's... Egregious. Fushti. Fushti, yeah. Not good. It's not good at all. It, it does not lend... That kind of thing just arcs me the wrong way. And as soon as I see I see that trophy, and I immediately write off all of the trophies for the game, and as Dave says, I go the lazy mode. If I headshot 15 people and I get a trophy that pops, I'll be like, oh, pleasant surprise. Yeah, like, unless unless your name is near, you, yeah. I, I think, is... It's not wrong. I, I think it is um, selfish 
to expect people are going to like my game so much they're going to want to play it twice. I think it's wrong. And I'm not saying I think it's lazy. I think it's uh, it's pure well, lazy. Well, it's lazy, but it's not like it's morally wrong. Like it's not, it's not like a crime. Okay, like, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, sorry, but I do think I do think in um, this day and age. Again, we're talking about a 360 game here, but I think in this day and age. People shouldn't be adding trophies in that involve doing anything. Like, if you go from the start to the end of the game and you find all of the objects and you find the collectibles and you upgrade the things, everything should be achievable. Everything yeah, should be achievable. Most, almost every game should have a, you can finish this in one playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's just kind of nice. Now, we are saying this as old dinosaurs yep. that aren't 17 years old and have a summer off. So take that with the 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 sands of time <laughs> worth of grain. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, like uh not great for trophy hunters. Um just okay in terms of gameplay yeah. and a mildly fun time in co-op. It ain't no monster hunter, let's put it that oh, way. It's definitely co-op. Not. But it genuinely it had I had fun for it certainly the first half of it. I had fun. Oh, yeah. Like, genuinely just fun punching people, and then things start, you start to notice things. So, I think if you're not going to look too deep, I suppose after listening to this, you might not be able to not look too deep. But if you're not going to look too deep, it's it's worth a shot. Um. Yeah. And, and then I would say the last thing that I would caution against is. If you go into games expecting polish, definitely, definitely don't go here. Like, even down to the small things. Like, I don't understand why game developer would give you a, let's say, a finisher animation or a super move animation. Like, you know, when you slam your fist to the ground and there's a giant quake mm-hmm. or, or things like that, but not make you invulnerable during them. Yeah. Because the hitboxes in this are slightly janky. And that that just adds frustration to something where it didn't need to be. Anywho, yeah, um, this is on the shorter side, but that's fine because, you know, we don't always have to go for an hour and a half and drag things out a little bit. Well, I guess all that's left is to say thank you very much for listening and um, let us know your thoughts on Evil West because there could be that we're just old fuddy-duddies. And uh, we, we don't do a great job analyzing things. Hmm, maybe. Highly improbable, <laughs> I would say. But um, you can do so at thebiteffect.com, where we also have a little place you can request a game or recommend a game for us to play. And we will try to fit it into the schedule as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, do you... All right. All right. So um, that was like a... Uh, we panned over and we're back to the 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 court of public opinion that you're sitting in the oh crap i forgot about that but yeah all right craig having seen all the guilty evidence oops i mean (laughs) having seen all the evidence how do you plea for your thoughts uh on other beasts i'm gonna say guilty it's a guilty dirty pleasure thinking about it on reflection and i will accept whatever flogging you're willing to flog me with all right um i was really hoping you couldn't you can't handle the truth was it coming out but hey you know what who am i to say who likes altered beast and who doesn't?
It's not a few oh, good I'm men. Oh, I'm a guy with good taste. Yeah, it's a few good men. Uh, I haven't seen that. I saw it once. Was it good? Was there a few a good few. men in it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, wait, when is this coming out, by the way, Craig? March. <laughs> okay, so we are not near any kind of holidays whatsoever. <laughs> so you know what? You enjoy your March, dear listener. And we will catch you next time when we saddle up with a band of... Desperados? Band of... Desperados? Brothers? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, since, again, we're trying out, like, new things. If you don't like the shorter format, let us know. If you want a more, like, casual, relaxed, and not as businessy, let us know. We're always glad to hear from you. And I hope you had a Merry Christmas. So, Frank, yes. say goodnight to the fine people. Good night, fine people. Could you say anything Western-related? Oh, uh, uh, yee-haw, partner. Let's saddle up and ride out to Yuma. Okay, I'll accept it. We'll take it. Wait, Yuma or Yomi? I was meaning Yuma. I could say Yomi. Yuma's oh. the Yuma's the film. Christian Bale, three ten. Yeah, three ten to Yuma, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we were also talking about the developers from Trek to Yomi. Oh yeah. Do you know what, Dave? I've said something Western related. Yomi one. I hate you. <laughs>